When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the National Football Show. It's your boy, Dan Cilio. Tell you what, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. But Big Sills took his daughter yesterday, too. And I appreciate everybody with the kind comments on my social media platforms. Where's Big Sills? I had to take my daughter to college. There's one thing that I will not miss ever again. is significant moments in my life with my daughter. And so her going to college for her sophomore year, you know, starting that up and, you know, there's no COVID-19. Big Sills had to be there for her, so. Yeah, and by the way, sweating my onions off, lifting TVs, going up six flights of steps. <laughs> Don't worry, I was working yesterday, just in a different form. Maybe think a lot about some of the things that we are going to say today. So we appreciate it, and thank you for the little pause there for a little family time. And we had to do that with our daughter yesterday. So that's where Big Sills was, and we appreciate everyone, as you always do each and every single day coming aboard. The Dan Cilio Show. By the way, college football this week. I don't know, man. We may have to get Krause on on Friday because this guy's like the biggest Bama honk I've ever seen. All right? And he's like, oh, my God, I don't think you're crossing the 50. They're going to put a goose egg up on your canes this weekend. All right. All right. Well, you know, if anybody knows how to touch them off for big sales, go after my hurricanes. Okay? That's the one thing. I got a rant that's on the internet. I think it's got like nearly 300,000 views on the thing. And I just went off. And I did this on the air once when I was down in South Florida on the flagship station of the Miami Hurricanes, WQAM. 
And if you take a look at that rant, you'll understand how sometimes, just like with you, with some of you Eagle guys, when it comes to your passion, it's one of the things that gets under my skin. So Krause goes, you ain't crossing a 50, dude. Ain't not happening, man. I'm like, all right, all right, man. So right before the show, he knows how to get me going. So that's kind of like our pregame. So we got a lot of that, man. Hey, Jim Harbaugh, too. What's he going to do this year? Is he going to go back to the national foot? I think he's a better coach, actually, than I do think he's a college coach. But then again, what's Michigan ever done? Uh, a media person and a newspaper went after Big Sills. We are going to hit on that a little bit. Tony Saracusa from the last word on college football will be at the bottom of the hour. We'll spend a couple minutes there with him and finding out what's going to happen this weekend. LSU, UCLA, I think this weekend as well, there's so much going on. By the way, all the NFL teams are putting their 53 together. So we're going to hit on that here in a second. Muhammad, thank you for coming back. Yeah, man. Hey, Muhammad, I got to tell you what went on. Just jumping on the show. And by the way, we welcome everybody. And hey, and we've changed. Krause and I decided to change the show up. You know what we said? Sills, you get the greatest guest on the planet. You get some of the superstar athletes and everybody that's in the sports world. Entertainment-wise, let, 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 let's add some of the people to it. So that's what we started to do. So when you guys put any comments in the side over here, we make them part of our show now. You kind of, like, lead us. <laughs> a day without seals is like a day without the stash. Starter, love you, bro. Oh, Starter, Minshew. I love that. Trev, Big Sills, how you doing, man? We're all, this is good. We're good. We're starting it off. By the way, planes, trains, and automobiles yesterday. I went six hours to Phoenix, Arizona to dump my daughter off at college. Holy criminy. Man, I got back at two in the morning. I ain't missing this again. This ain't happening, man. We got this bad bitch rolling, so. Oh, yeah, and like I said, I'll get into the Miami Herald's ass in a minute. They ripped Bill's, Big Sills today. You can go over on my social media page, my Twitter page, and I'll explain here in a second. They had phrasing that I be hinged, you know, unmeasured. Let me ask you something here. here because I'll do this for Eagle fan, and I'll do this for any NFL fan or any college fan. Smile and be happy. Appreciate you coming in there. ASU? No, no, no. Grand Canyon University. She plays rugby. Rugby. She plays Arizona State against Arizona State. She plays against Arizona. My daughter's a D1 rugby player. Hey, Trev just saw the article in the Miami Herald. So here, I'm, I'm an Eagle fan, this goes to you. And kind of this is what Krause was telling me prior to going on the air because he's talking about somebody that was a listener. And he just goes off and he was talking about our boy McMullen, who, in my opinion, I think he's our best guy when it comes to all the Eagle Inside stuff, go over to the Jacob Media channel and read and listen to his stuff. He's spectacular. I love him. He's a great follow. He's got great insight. He's got great passion. Guys, just not barking to bark like some meatheads do when they get on the radio or they get on a show like this. Just not a, just not a meathead. There's meatheads all over this industry now. So let me give you a little bit, and I'll get into, and I'll make a comparison to Eagle Fan here. 
So I did a post-game show for the Miami Hurricanes. By the way, on the flagship station, you'd never see this on WIP, somebody talking crap on the Eagles. And I don't want to say talking crap, but being honest. That's, that's what I have always been accused of, is being controversial. No, it's being honest. I've, that has been my mantra. For the last 27 years, I've said that for 27 years, I am not controversial. I am honest. Oh, Ezekiel, I see a little bit of Brett Favre and Gardner Minshew. Let me write that down. Let me write that down, Zeke. Zeke. Favre. That's good and bad. So let me tell you again. Let me, let me set the stage here for you. Can't appreciate you coming in. Hungry Python. People can't handle the truth. You're so right, dude. Let me give you what I said, and I'm going to tie it into Eagle Guy. So I was on the air a couple years back, and Miami had just got steamrolled from K-State. I think they put up 500 yards on the ground against them. I don't know, a billion points. And like in two weeks, Miami had given up 1,100 yards in total offense. By the way, there's a great rant. Please go watch the rant. Cilio's hurricane rant. Got, like I said, 300,000 views on it. I quit on the air doing the postgame show. I said, I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again. I'm not gonna, I got more important things to do, like wash my car. I'm not going to sit around here and blow sunshine on a football team that sucks. Al Golden was the worst. Do you know that people used to call the other shows, and do you know what they would do to me on WQAM in Miami? They were screaming, fire Cilio, and so were the host. The host on the station, because they wanted to get into bed with Miami and in the community and in with the Herald, they backstabbed me. Well, as we all know, Al Golden ended up getting fired, and the program was in ruin, and he destroyed it. And I said he was the worst coach in hurricane history. And I'm not going to sit here and lie. So I quit on the air doing the postgame show. I was still doing my midday show. And that leads me into what Krause just got through telling me about an Eagle guy. An Eagle guy came in and he went, he went like this. Starter Mitchell, you're going to love this. I guess there's a guy that goes on the Jacob Media platforms. Kevin Safar, thank you, brother. Man, do I hate BS reporters, too. I'd rather hear. Hey, and, and, and know this, Kevin. I'm not, I don't hate anybody. I don't hate anybody. So this is what I was saying. I go like this. I go, I'm, I'm just never doing this again. And, and, and Krause goes, we got a guy on our, on our channel who just does this. He, go, he goes like this. He goes, you know. Oh, is McMullen being negative about Jalen Hurts or some other BS thing with the Eagles? It's not being negative. It's being honest. Hey, Kevin, don't say that, though, man. If the Eagles suck, they suck. That's the way it is. You know that there's people that can't handle that. Just like when they're being told the stuff that's in the mainstream, or as I like to say, lamestream media now. Biden tells them one thing and they're doing another. Nobody wants to hear the truth. You know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Hey, 
You want to piss off a conservative? Lie to him. You want to piss off a liberal? Tell him the truth. That's how you do it. Okay? And so when I say something about the Eagles here, this is not out of hate. This is just out of getting all of us in the same room together and trying to figure it out. Like, look, I'm going to start the show off. And by the way, look at this. We, we, we got a boatload of stuff. Hey, and we are going to talk a little college football at the bottom, I want to tell you. Hey, and by the way, guys, just for the record, okay, it's kind of like, uh, let's just say this, me and Krause are doing tryouts here. <laughs> got to get some college football guys in here. So we're going to do a little tryouts here. So, okay, we're going to ask you for thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay, see, if you like him, he's good. I actually like that from now on when it comes to the guests. Okay, I may, I may, I may get you guys' opinion. Did you like him? Did you not? Because I want to put on things you want to like. Okay, not what I like. You, you know how most hosts do it? They put on their boys. Oh my God, I'm going to stab him in the heart. <laughs> I'm going to. Oh my. Okay, hang on, hang on. I'm lucky there's a break coming up in like ten. Um, I, uh, I, I. I, okay, see this pen? <laughs> this is the thing I have in my hand now. I, I, if he was standing in front of me, I might stab him in the heart. <laughs> 45 to 3. All right. Let me, we'll get to Kane's, we'll get to Kane's Bamba. I think that's more tomorrow, though. Dude, he's a, he's a jackass. He's, be, he's just getting to me. That's what he's trying to, only 45 smile? You, man of betrayal. Oh, you, hey, you like Tony B. We'll get Tony B on. I love Tony B. It was. <laughs> oh, you guys are too. MP, liberals are conservative. We need more. So, <laughs> hey, dude, you want socialism? All you have to do is watch the NCAA. That's socialism at its best. The rich, they make money, and the kids who play the game get nothing. Okay? So. Socialism, National Communist Association of America, known as the NCAA. That's your communistic world, man. So let me let, let, let's do this. Go to Canada for what? <laughs> Why would I go to Canada? Got a great strip club in Montreal named Shea Paris. That's what I'm told. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm. That's what I'm told. I hear there's a great. You know, I went there with uh, Bill Goldberg. Allegedly, there's a story out there that, you know, I, I allegedly went there. Anyway, let's throw this at you here. Let's start the show off. Um, I love that Gardner Minshew take. Zeke, I'm going to get to that here in a minute. You know, actually, let's do that now because Zeke threw that out right away, and I actually really liked it. Zeke says there's a Brett Favre quality about Gardner Minshew. Absolutely, there is. Guy's competitive, wants to win. He tries to throw the football into those portholes, okay? He's going to have touchdowns, interceptions. Can you imagine him with that wide receiving core that the Eagles have and a good old line? This guy played in Jacksonville, okay? He played in Jacksonville. It's the worst organization in the NFL. Put him on a good team. Put him on a good team. See what he does. But the first guy up to get his opportunity will be Jalen Hurts. Okay. 
with all the things that have happened to the Philadelphia Eagles, let's turn this into a three-year classroom conversation today. Can we do that? Can we turn this into a three-year Philadelphia Eagle conversation on what's happened to that organization? Let's look at it. The team at one time, the team at one time was Super Bowl. Okay, four. Okay, Trev, we'll drop the four in there. Team wins a Super Bowl. Got an NFC championship. Got a division title in there. And systematically, the ball of yarn started to unwind. It just started to unwind. All of a sudden, Reich leaves. Gets the job in Indy after Josh McDaniel decides to turn it down. Muhammad says, long hangover. It's like, though, Muhammad, have we not been watching the Eagles just slowly unravel as an organization? Kevin, right. Then the wheels start falling off. Actually, you know what, Kev? Then it became like, it became like, we were getting flat tires. The wheels weren't coming off yet. Right, Mike? It, w- it wasn't like this. It wasn't like the Falcons. Bam! And it's over. The Eagles started to unravel slowly. Mike, am I right? Slowly. And all of a sudden, after Frank leaves, Howie gets more involved. You know, oh, Paul says, oh, so you think they were a one-year wonder? Paul. Boy, man, I'm going to write that down. Hey, Krause, put that up there. Let's ask people what they think with Paul's take. Paul goes like this. You think the Eagles were a one-year wonder and everything just went right because all the people ended up getting hurt in the postseason? And remember the miracle in Minneapolis and all of that? Was it, a, was it a hoax? You think the Eagles winning the Super Bowl that year was a hoax? See, I don't. When you have the best combination of O-line and D-line like they did, okay, I, I, I don't think that's hoax stuff. I, I, I just don't think that's a hoax. Yeah, see, Muhammad, I don't think it's a hoax. It's not a hoax. They came, out of, they came out of nowhere because of the way the playoffs were set up, weren't they? The, really, the Eagles were supposed to take on Drew Brees, weren't they? They were supposed to take on Brees in the NFC Championship game. But then the miracle happened, right? Birdman says the Eagles are by far the best team in the NFC in the NFC East in the last 20 years. Yeah. 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 You could throw the, no, though, the Eli Manning years at the end were not very, were not very good, were they? They were not very good and very kind for that matter. So, I don't, I, I don't believe they were a one-year wonder. Birdman says Giants two Super Bowl wins, less playoff wins. Yeah, man, last seven years of Eli Manning's career, it was not good. 
Chris Long, Derek, Derek Barnett were backups in their Super Bowl run. That line was good. Both, bro, both those lines were great. So let me get to my let me get to my topic here. Going into this year, who do you think Eagle fans are going to be more pissed off at? If this team, and we, we've already done this, right, guys? Okay, we've already done this. Talking about, we're saying between eight and nine wins. That's what you guys think. Who are fans look at when everything is said and done at the end of the year? The general manager, Howie Roseman, the new head football coach, Nick Sirianni, or Jalen Hurts? These guys are all tied in together. Who are we going to look at and go, because look, and, and, and to be fair, the question, you, you can blame all three. I think. Mike says, Howie, ten, NFL now says 10 wins. You think that Eagle team's a 10-win team? I hadn't heard that one yet. I'm going to put Howie, Jalen, and Nick. Okay, here's where I'm going. I think you guys may be surprised. See, but here's the thing, though. Trevor, can't blame the owner. The owner's not going anywhere. You can get rid of these other dudes. Just like with Jerry. You can't get rid of you can't get rid of Jerry. Main blame should go to Howie, but most likely hurts than Nick. Muhammad, I'm gonna say it's gonna be on, on it's gonna be on Jalen. Jalen's gotta win. You're given the opportunity. Hey, do we all agree Dak Prescott was given an opportunity after Tony Romo was injured? Do we not all agree that Tom Brady was given an opportunity? You, Hey, and by the way, Jalen Hurts has more of a you're, – th th this is going to – this is probably going to change many of your attitudes here on this. Who do you think had more optimism about his professional career when he was drafted? Tom Brady or Jalen Hurts? You really think a six-round draft choice? was going to make a football team and then go on to do what that guy did? Absolutely not. You draft a guy in the second round, you're expecting him to be a good player. You're expecting him to fight for maybe a starting job when he's a two. This guy was drafted ahead of Russell Wilson. This guy was drafted ahead of Joe Montana. Montana was a third-round draft choice. Okay? I mean, the expectations for Jalen coming out of college compared to Brady were five times more that he would succeed over Brady. Okay, so he was expected. When you're a second-round draft choice, you've got just as much pressure on you as Carson Wentz did. Don't lay off of the quarterback position it just because it's a new dude in the building and you have to do this. Well, let's give him time. Guys, let me hook you up with something here. This is professional football. This is not kindergarten. This is not, well, you know, Let's give them a year and let's give them two. This is the pros, dude. You make money here. Okay? You make money here, man. 
This is about expectations. This is perfect. It'd be like doing this. Let's give the doctor. Okay, so a guy at um, guy at John Hopkins, right? They bring him in. He's a big time guy. You know, big time, big time doctors, big brain surgeon. And you know what? You bring the guy in, and the head of the department goes, you know, listen, he's going to have some mistakes here, but you know, we're going to give him a year. To prove, you know, he may have a couple bad surgeries on some dude's noggin. But, hey, you know, that will just go towards the numbers here. You know what I mean? Let's give the brain surgeon, like, you know, let's give him a year. I don't know, you know, maybe see what we can do. And we'll evaluate it at the end of the year. Or, or do you do it this way, too? Hey, you know what, man? Maybe after the third brain surgery, well, I'll give you my assessment on what I think of the guy. I'll let you know immediately. Yeah, you know, after, I don't know, about eight surgeries, guy, you know, he's got, you know, four didn't go well, but the other three went well. You know, <laughs> yeah, but that guy over there, man, he did a lobotomy on him. Yeah, I know, but the one after that, he was great. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, man, I don't know, man. I mean, is that a guy when you walk in? Here, watch this. You walk in and here's the doctor. This is what I'm saying about Jalen. Jalen's got to play now and be good today, not three days from now, not three games from now. You're laying on the bed there getting ready to have brain surgery. Hey, Doc, how, um, how many years have you been a doctor? Oh, one. What? Yeah. Well, how many surgeries have you done? Oh, you're my first. <laughs> I'd be like this. I'm your first? Y yeah. I'm, 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 um, well, have you like been in the room? Yeah, I've done a couple things. You know, I did a couple preseasons and, you know, I did a couple, you know, cadaver surgeries and such. <laughs> Get my point? Let's work today. All right. Keep posting your comments. We are going to do, hey, Ohio State, Michigan tonight. We got some good football tonight, I think. I'm going for the uh, Gophers, man. Okay, I hate Ohio State. I'll tell you why, too. And we'll talk some more, but I want to know, Roseman, Jalen, or Nick? We are going to talk to Sony, Tony Saracusa. We're going to talk to him from Last Word on College Football, get his thoughts on the upcoming season, big games this weekend. We'll get back to your thoughts. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. As a hardworking American... You've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz & Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. 
Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Your boy Dan Cilio. I promise Xander every single time I don't get music coming back. I'm going to start singing. May all your dreams come true for you. And- <laughs> all, right. all right, I'll stop. <laughs> all right, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. <laughs> See, he thinks he's got one up on me. Okay, because of this weekend. He's saying 45 to 3, my canes are going to get destroyed. Oh, man. Don't let that happen. You've never seen how I get I, how I get when that team doesn't play well. Oh man, it's like it, it, hey, dude, I totally do. I don't know. Maybe Mary Barry Jackson from the Miami Herald's right. Maybe I do get a little bit unhinged with that stuff because you got to remember something, man. My entire time at the University of Miami, I lost one game. So let's find out a little bit. College football really kind of gets kicked off tonight with Ohio State and Minnesota. And Tony Saracusa is with us, the managing editor of Last Word on College Football joins us now. And make no mistake about it, it looks like this is going to be a very interesting college football year this year because we got a lot of new starting quarterbacks in all of these high-powered programs. And, Tony, I welcome you to the show. Thank you for joining us, man. Ah, Dan, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let me let me throw this at you. Who, what program do you think, Tony, is under the most scrutiny now with all these new quarterbacks? Because look, you got Ohio State, new quarterback, mm-hmm. Notre Dame, new quarterback, Alabama, obviously against Mike Keynes this weekend, brand new quarterback. I mean, uh, Clemson, brand Clemson. new quarterback. Sure. Um, give me your thoughts on that as we go into the upcoming college football season this weekend. I think a lot is being expected of Bryce Young at Alabama right now, and maybe perhaps a little too much too soon. Um, Look, we saw him out here in high school because I live out in Southern California. So we saw him all through his high school career, and he's an extraordinarily talented 
player extraordinarily. But I think that it's probably going to take a year before he's at Alabama expectation level. Now, he's still going to lead Alabama to a probable playoff spot. So it's still going to be a big love fest for Bryce Young in Alabama. But, but by Alabama standards, is he a national championship quarterback? Probably a year away from that. I, I'm, I'm also keeping an eye on Clemson because DJ... Uyunglele, man, I wish I didn't have to keep saying that every week. I wish we could all, I wish as a nation, we could just go to DJ and know who we're talking about. Hey, hey, hey Tony, it took me a full two years to get Tug of Viola, so we're good. <laughs> I, I, I still struggle with it sometimes. But, you know, and, and DJ was out here at the same time in high school as Bryce Young. They, they played against each other. I like DJ. I think this kid's, you know what? I know this is going to be a sacrilege to Clemson fans. He, by the time is by the time he's done, he's going to be better than Trevor Lawrence. Wow. Physically, physically, right now, he's ahead of where Lawrence was at the same time in his career. What he lacks so far is that swagger, that that quarterback savvy that you have when you walk into a huddle and you own the huddle and you own the field. He doesn't have that yet, but you know, look, it took Trevor a little bit of time to get that also. You well know you played the game long enough to know it takes any quarterback a while to get that. You don't walk on the field and automatically have it. But from a physical standpoint, man, DJ's got an arm that is just unreal. And I've, I've been saying this since he committed to Clemson. By the time he is done, he will be better than Trevor Lawrence. Well, wow, that's a great statement there. Let me throw this at you, too. You know, I'll get to the Canes and the Bama game here in a second, but I want sure. to throw another interesting game. That's LSU and UCLA. Yeah. I love Ed Ogeron. He spent 11 years at Miami, and he and I are dear friends. I, mm -hmm. I think he's one of the greatest recruiters in the history of college football. Agreed. That all being said, you know, when you're at places like LSU, Tony, you've, you've got to keep that 10 wins and up. Mm -hmm. for that Cajun faithful to really be supporting you. Where do you think that game is on the important scale for Ed Ogeron? I, I think it is pretty important. Um, I don't think it's a make or break for LSU season um, because, look, LSU is still always going to be judged by how they do in the SEC West, how they do against Alabama, how they do overall in the SEC, and it's their first game. You also have, and, you know, look, I'm not going to build in excuses for LSU, but – they basically had to pack up and leave town Saturday night. They've been camped out in Houston so that they could get ahead of Hurricane Ida before it hit Louisiana. Um, so they've, they've had a lot to go through. Uh, we spoke to some LSU officials this week and asked, you know, was there ever a thought that you would just go ahead and go all the way through to Pasadena or Los Angeles instead of having this stopover in Houston? And they really wanted to so they could just be settled in. They just couldn't get a flight. They couldn't get a plane arranged. In that quick of a turnaround, that's how quickly they had to leave Louisiana with such short notice. Um, so there's a little bit of a distraction there. But I also am of the mindset that if anybody can rally the hearts of a team and put the hearts and the minds together of players, it's Ed. I, I, I really do believe he's capable of that. His players buy into what he's selling. Uh, and he's good at it. He was great at it at USC. You know, look, there, there's a great irony in him coming back to play UCLA. UCLA was the last game he coached at USC before he was replaced by Steve Sarkeesian. He was the interim coach after Lane Kiffin got fired. He went six and two as an interim, 
but he lost to Notre Dame and he lost to UCLA. And Pat Hayden didn't think he was head coach material for USC. You know, the blue bloods at USC and Ed's got that, you know, he sounds like the cookie monster when he's talking, you know, you need subtitles half the time. Right. (laughs) And, and, and Pat Hayden didn't believe that he could be a head coach at USC. And so that UCLA game that year was his last, was his last game as the USC coach. He was replaced by Steve Sarkeesian. And, you know, we all know how that went for USC as well. Um, So it's an interesting time for Ed to come back. It's an important game for them. It's a more important game for UCLA, quite frankly, by a lot. Um, We wrote a column that will actually come out in a couple of hours that if not now, when for UCLA? This is it. The fans have been patient enough in the Chip Kelly era. He's 10 and 21 over three years. Well, he had the win last week, so he's 11 and 21. You you return 20 starters on your team. You return 92% of your offensive production. And Chip never likes to talk about it's a big game. This game's bigger than others. You know, Chip is always about we just want to have a great Wednesday at practice and then we'll have a great Thursday. He's one of those coaches. This is a big game. This is the biggest out-of-conference game UCLA has played in his tenure because he's got the experience to compete. He's got the veteran players and the talent to compete. So if you can't do it now with this team, when are you ever going to be able to do it? So I think it's a bigger game for UCLA. Let me throw this at you too, Tony. I think you bring a great point up about Chip Kelly. I mean, when I was in Tampa – he turned down the Buccaneer job when he mm-hmm. was at Oregon. Mm-hmm. They offered him like five and a half million dollars. He wanted to wait for the perfect job. So, you know, Eagle fans saw him a little bit and, you know, he was trying to run that 80 play offense. You're not going to do that on a 53 man roster. You know, you're going to wear teams out. He had all the economic resources at Oregon. Then he goes to some of these other places. And I've always said this about him at UCLA. I mean, USC has just gone through one of the worst times when it came to coaching decisions, mm-hmm. uh, some sort of uh, self-imposed uh, probation, the whole mm-hmm. Reggie Bush thing, they never took advantage of that and really became a dominant program. You think Chip Kelly, again, was just a product of Oregon football? If it doesn't pan out to a 10-win season this year, was he just a product of that organization? Because – no, no disrespect. My boy Mario Cristobal's up there, and he's killing sure. it right sure now. Sure, he is. Sure Give me your is. thoughts on on Chip Kelly. I think that has a lot to do with it. I we talked at Pac-12 Media Days. We talked to David Shaw because I'm one of those guys. I'm a, I'm a David Shaw fan at me Stanford too. because you could sit down with David Shaw and talk to him about anything, and walk away an hour later feeling like he had a really intellectual conversation about any topic. And what he said was, and I, I found this interesting. He said he didn't think Chip Kelly got enough credit for how far he advanced the game of college football back when he was at Oregon, that he was doing things then that teams are doing, you know, start doing four or five years later. That's all well and good. The problem is while Chip was gone, everybody started doing those things. Everybody was running a spread offense. Everyone was running three and four receivers or putting a man in motion in the slot using H backs, whatever the case may be in the game. And, and so, you know, Chip came to UCLA and said, I, I can't run that same kind of offense. The game has changed. I don't have that kind of talent. Fair enough. You're four years later. He runs a little bit more of that kind of offense because he's got, 
you know, look, everybody realizes Chip put up a lot of points at Oregon, right? It was fast-paced. But if you go back and you look at the stats, it's not like they were throwing the ball 50 times a game. They weren't. It was based on a lot of outside runs, a lot of slot runs, quick hitch passes. He'd start, he's got the talent to do that now. We'll see if he actually puts it together on the field. You know, this big game this weekend, I, I tweeted out, I go, man, me and Jerome Brown would love a game like this, playing <laughs> those old school games like this. I mean, sure. we just, Coach Jimmy Johnson and all of us, man, we just we just live for games like this. And, you know, I was asked a question, Dan, they've lost everybody on, on the um, Alabama side. And I said, yeah, well, that used to happen to us, and we would still turn around and win national championships. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've lost both receivers. They, they've lost the running back to the first round. They've lost the quarterback. Mm-hmm. That old line, they've lost a boatload of guys who are now going on and playing in the National Football League. The Canes have had one 10-win season in the last 17 years, Tony. Yeah. Um, how do you see this game playing out this weekend, Miami versus Alabama? I'm going to put it Miami in the same category. If not now, when? Because, you know, look, you've got huge offensive production returning for Miami, right? And look, let's put aside the the what Alabama lost for a minute because, yeah, look, they lost their running back. You know, they lost, they lost Najee Harris and, you know, they lost Mac Jones and they lost all this talent. They lost Devontae Smith. You know, even, even Sarkeesian, the OC. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, they even lost their offensive coordinator. And, oh, yeah, they lost the guy who won the Heisman. So, you know, they, they lost a lot. But if you're Alabama, you also know you got a bunch of five-star recruits sitting on the bench just waiting for their turn, like you said, Miami used to have routinely. But, you know, the Canes return almost all of their offense that averaged 34 points a game last year. You've got De'Ara King coming back who, you know, gosh, it feels like he's in about his 14th year of college. Uh, You know, technically he's only in his sixth. But he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He threw for 2,700 yards last year. He's had 23. His 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 decision making got a lot better last year. His touchdown to interception ratio really dramatically improved last year. They have the talent to do it. If you're not going to do it this week, I, I'm stunned at the 18 and a half point spread. Frankly, I think that's absurd. I can't believe Alabama's favored by that much. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a blowout. I don't think it's even close to a blowout. I think Miami's in the game throughout. Boy, I, that's great news. Because, and, and by the way, I'm not giving hall passes for great efforts. I mean, no, you, you, you've got to win. You've got to. You've got to win games like this. And that leads me to my final question here for you. Sure. And that's Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. at Michigan. You know, I'm going to throw this at you, Tony. I think he's doing a great job, and I'll tell you why. Somebody needs to explain to me when Bo Schembechler was at Ann Arbor, all the national championships that that guy won, because you know what? When I looked up, I think his highest ranking at the end of the year was a number two <laughs> ranking in his entire time there. I know everybody looked at the the war with Woody, 5-4-1 and one against right. Hayes in the right. 10-year war, but he won Big Ten championships. I get it. The Big Ten obviously is different today than when it was when Bo and sure. Woody were there. Yep. So, I mean – are the expectations just a little bit too high for Michigan faithful? Because that program has been notoriously known as a nine win team every year and not an undefeated team every year, not chasing national titles. Am I right? Or am I off base here with that? 
No, I think the first thing you're really right on is the Big Ten is a different conference. You got Penn State in there. Wisconsin is relevant where they weren't back in the Woody and Bo days. It was a two-team conference back then. It very much is not the case. Now, Indiana, frankly, is a pretty good program right now, right? Um, Yeah, the expectations are high, but frankly, I think they're high because Harbaugh put them there. I blame the high expectations on him because he came in doing a salesman job. He came in talking about what we're going to do. And that's great. All coaches talk about we're here to win championships. But Harbaugh was a constant on media. He was a constant on social media. He was a constant in the TV interviews. He ramped up the expectations himself to a level that I don't think he can meet with the talent he's got there. Um, It's an eight to nine win team every year. And, you know, look, again, you do that at some of these other programs we talked about. You do that at UCLA and they're going to build a statue for you out front of the Rose Bowl right now. But at Michigan, you know, he's on the hot seat again. But quite frankly, I think he did it to himself. You know, I want to sneak one more in on you here. Um, Texas and OU joining the Southeastern Conference. Yeah. Obviously, that impacts the entire landscape of college football. And Mm -hmm. the Big 12 is on a respirator right now. Sure it is. Do you think the college football playoff is on a respirator as well because of what's happened here with just this one yeah, I, I, I think it is on a respirator a little bit. I, I'd say this to you here. Yeah, I think it's tougher to win the Southeastern Conference title now than to win a national championship. Am I wrong? Oh, goodness, yes, yes. Oh, I, I think that's absolutely true because the playoffs, you know, become almost a de facto, you know, for the SEC to get at least one or two teams in there. Um, I think the 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 12, when we heard the, the rush of news, 12 teams starting in 2023 – there was a part of me that said, hang on here, because there's there's a lot of changes that are still going to take place. This move to the SEC for Oklahoma and Texas, it, it, it puts the brakes on that, because now you've got the athletic director at West Virginia, Gordon Gee, saying, I'm voting against the playoffs in that, in that formation. I'm still for expansion, just not that one. And now you've got the, the three-conference alliance, and – there was a lot of laughter about what was it. I heard someone say it was a Seinfeld show because it was about nothing. But if you listen, and I get it, they didn't bring a slideshow on hand puppets, but if you listen to a lot of the words, especially from the Pac-12 commissioner, George Klyovkov, there are formative changes coming as soon as next year. The Pac-12 is going to drop a conference game next year and go to eight games, mark my words, so that they can get in another out-of-conference game within the alliance. And that, mark my words, this is going to start next season. Um but they want expansion, but not this expansion. And now they have a voting block among themselves. They can now outvote the SEC. So I think what you're going to see is the playoff expansion will happen, but not until the current charter is done, which is 2025. Well, Tony, I think you were spectacular. And you had not ever had a conversation with me before. And I can't tell you, I hope you'll do this again because that was fantastic. How can people get your work? Let everyone know how they can read your stuff, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, we've got last word on collegefootball.com. We've got, man, I've got a great team, Dan. We've got 25 writers across the country working for us, covering beats, you know, and now since camp, from camp all the way through mid-January, man, none of us are sleeping. I've got a great management team of editors and so on working under me. So we've got last word on collegefootball.com. We've got a Facebook page, so you can go there. You can go on Twitter at last word on CFB. Or if they want to, you know, harp at me about something, they can find me at Tony Bruin on Twitter. 
Congratulations on being on the board of directors too for the uh, oh, FWAA. That, that means a lot to me too. I mean, I, I'm glad that I get to be involved with all you great riders and the people that cover one of my favorite sports, if not my favorite sport, it's that mine. is college football. It, it's been mine since I was a kid. So I'm, I'm gratified that they saw fit to give me that. You bet. Tony, thank you so much. Have a great one, my friend. Thanks, Dan. Glad to do it. You got it, man. That's Tony Syracuse from The Last Word on College Football. You know, I, 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 I just love that sport. Let's take a quick time out. Then we're going to get back to all you guys. I asked you a significant question. Anything that Tony said, too, please bring it. You keep it here on the National Football Show. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the National Football Show. It's your boy Dan Silio. Smile says, I thought it was the I thought the guest was going to be DT Tony, Tony Saragusa. You have no idea. So did I. You know, this was when I was booking him. I'm going to tell you guys a story. This is hilarious. It, Krause's going like, Cilio, it's not the goose. I look down and I go, oh, my God. So I, I said, oh, this is a college football guy. 
Somebody gave me his name and said, Sills, this guy's great on the air. And I thought it was Tony Saragusa. I had never spoken to him. Somebody goes like this. Oh, no. Hey, Tony, he was spectacular. He was spectacular. Oh, no. Starter, it gets funnier. He's like, this isn't Tony Saragusa. And then the goose saw me tweet it out. He goes, dude, I, I, I can't do this week. I, so I'm going, Ikaraka, waka, wa, wa, ah. And, and Krause's like, who the F is this dude? <laughs> he th- thought he looked a little too skinny to be the goose, right? Goose has lost some weight. By the way, I'm working on getting Tony next week. By the way, I'm still pestering Mike Golick to get his ass on. Anyway, so I started having a conversation with him, and I said, this guy might be decent. Krause's like, who the F is this guy? And so it's like, and, and Krause goes, this guy was great. And I said the same thing, man. Maybe you guys all give thumbs up too. I thought he was spectacular and breaking down all the college football stuff. We're going to have him on again. That was really good stuff. And he's on the board of directors for the top 25. Uh, oh, no, hey, Kev, we're going to get, I know you guys want to see the goose and me and him going back and forth. I don't know if we'll talk too much football. Be strip clubs and drinking, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Oh man, what? Hey, I, I, we're me, me and Krause. Krause's not. He, he, he's not crossing his fingers because he don't care. He go because he would do this. Watch this. You know that old hook when someone's on stage, be a hook. Sells, 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 sells. Even though he jobbed me on my music today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. He went like this. Dude, the dude was good, man. God, thank you. Oh, my God. Appreciate it. All right, let's get back to our conversation. Let's get back to our sandbox. Hey. Hey, all you guys who hate Jalen can kiss my ass. He's going to throw for 5,000 yards. Team's going to win 10 games. Silly, oh, you hating on the Eagles. I'm not hating on the Eagles, dude. Far from it. By the way, I'm doing this too, man. Are you ready? Go Carson Wentz. Every Eagle fan should be praying for Carson Wentz to kick some ass. Oh, no, because he didn't do it here. You get a first rounder, dog, if that guy does well. Think about the team and not about your panties getting in a bind. Well, you didn't do it here. Who cares? Neither did Andy Reid. Neither did Dick Vermeil, for that matter. Why am I standing on my toes? You know, the one thing about Italians, okay, we're very animated. Look at me. Look, look at this. I, I don't even know what this is. Standing on my toes. I don't. Birdman, that's a kind compliment. Thank you. Birdman, that's cool, man. Thank you. Why, why am I standing on my toes and leaning and doing all that? Kevin, you got it. Go Carson. That's right, man. Now, no, no. Tony says we don't get a first rounder if he plays well. We get a first rounder if he plays 70 to 75%. No, no, no. There's two forms in that, Tony. I'll tell you what it is. There's two conditions on the pick. 
if they don't make it to the playoffs and he plays 75% of the game, you're right. Then it's a first-round pick. If he plays 70% of the plays, they make it to the playoffs, it's a first-round pick. Okay? That's the conditions. So there's like two forms of conditions on you. You're like French toast hands. Needed to. I don't even. <laughs> My grandfather used to always say this in a silly old household. And maybe that goes for here too on the National Football Show. You ready? Whoever's, whoever talks the loudest, and I wish you guys could talk, to be candid, I wish you guys could. Um, whoever talks the loudest is usually the weakest dude in the room. 13 out of 17 games is all we need from him. Okay, Muhammad. Okay. Let's get back to that question. And let's take a look. Oh, by the way, did you guys see who's going on hard? Not, no, not excuse me, not on hard knocks, but uh, first take. Michael Irvin's going to go on Mondays. And then baby Jesus, Tim Tebow, is going to go on, on Fridays. Talk about two different dudes. You know? Two different dudes. Michael Irvin on Monday. Yeah. Be all Cowboys. You know that. That'll make everybody in Philly just go to sleep. I hate the guy. Where's my batteries? Where's my batteries? I got batteries around here somewhere. Where's my batteries? Oh, here they are. Where's Irvin? Over there? Irvin's standing on the 50. Hang on. Here's my batteries. Give me a snowball. Let me show you. Philly guy knows how to make the best snowball on the planet. You ready? You see these two bad puppies? Hey, 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 Mike, how you done? Come here. You know, at the vet, things were a little different at the vet. Supposedly, there was some lunatic that was living at the vet for like five years or something, whatever that was. Uh, hey. Uh, Howard Eskin goes, I think, I don't know, you know, I don't know. But, dude, when you went to the vet, worst carpet on the planet. Worst carpet in the history. Let me see. Here's the problem that you had with the carpet at the vet. If you got an open wound, it was getting, it, it was getting infected. Because I don't think they ever cleaned it. I don't think they ever cleaned that thing. Hey, man, here's Philly guy. Watch this. See this, man? Let me show you the cowboy. <laughs> Let me show you what a cowboy snowball is. Right here, right? Let me put that. Hold on here. This is what we call in Philly a, 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 a cowboy snowball. Got that bitch in there. How you doing? Hey, bang! Right upside the head. You're always told in Philly, keep your lid on. <laughs> I got hit with hot dogs there. Hey, Silio! Too bad you're not as good as your car, you lunatic! What? You're driving a Corvette around? Are you kidding me? You suck out loud. Thank God we got the better DT from Miami. 
Hey, I saw your girlfriend, dude. Is that a mustache? Or was that just something under on top of her lip? That one got me. I won't lie. <laughs> hey, she's French, man. What do you want? <laughs> Tony goes, not a bad cowboy snowball. How you doing? Right? Aikman in court supporting him. <laughs> Hey, dude, I got to support Mike, too. Smile. I won't lie. All right, let's take a look at this question we threw out at you here. Okay. Um, dude, if not now, when with Howie? If not now, when? That guy has got to be in the crosshairs of the owner, dude. How many, how many times can you keep telling someone, well, it's the coach. Yeah, but you hired this guy. That's why I'm not putting it on Sirianni. He was hired by Howie Roseman. Always remember something. You know what bosses never like to do? They never like to take accountability for their suck-ass hires, and they always take credit for the ones that work. Think about all the guys that were suck-ass, especially in my business. You hire a guy, you give him a role, and he turns out to be a flop, okay? You put horrible people around him. You don't, you, don't, you don't give him a chance to succeed. You need a team in everything we do in life. And I, you know who Howie Roseman reminds me of? Joe Biden. Well, it wasn't me. It was the last coach. That was under Doug. Oh. 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 Well, what about the sorry-ass play? Well, no, that was under Doug. You know, Doug made a date that we were going to have every single old Eagle player out of the roster, and I got to be held to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about the rescue dogs and everything left behind? Well, I promise you this team would be improved by 90%. <laughs> okay. This guy's Joe Biden of the NFL. You know who my favorite people are? Like Mike Tomlin. How about this? Why'd you guys, and by the way, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing year in 14 years in Pittsburgh. So we're keeping score here. Okay. No, it's on me. Yeah, but what about the play on me? On me. Oh, my God. Birdman says, I hate to break it to you guys. But he thinks Howie's got another three years at least. Birdman, that'd be like telling me that John Gruden. Here, how about this? You think the, you think the Raiders regret giving John Gruden that 10-year, $10 million deal per? It's 29 and He's 19 to 29. Okay? He's 19 to 29. You think they got a little bit aggravated? Hey, look, man, we're having a good time here. Line them up. Oh, by the way, Tony Romo, I think, has decided to start smoking some weed. I'll, ex I'll explain because he's got a really interesting take. Carson Wentz isn't vaccinated. 
I'll hit on that next here on the National Football Show. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Forty-five, three on me, and thinking you're just going to go under the sheets and get away with me there, Krause. Big Seals National Football Show. Guy drops forty-five to three on my Canes this weekend, and thinks he's okay. Got it. We got it. <laughs> yeah, we got it. All right, we got it. Oh, by the way, too, fifty-nine. <laughs> I'm going to get that bitch on tomorrow. That's for damn sure. By the way, I may have to get Eli Gold on, too, to throw some reverse juju on that game for Saturday. Oh, and for the record, I'm so going against Ohio State because those bitches stole a national championship away from Miami. Let me show you here. Miami wins a national championship. And how about this? Watch. Flag from nowhere. Ohio State wins a national t- – What? Where, where did that flag come from? <laughs> where did that flag come from? Game is over, dude. We're 
They, they shut off the fireworks. It's over. Game's over. No, 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 no. Because we can't have the convicts winning. Or, excuse me, my canes. 59 points. Kiss my backside. You kidding me there? By the way, to all you, like, John McMullen haters out there, John's too critical of the Eagles. Does John McMullen look like he sits around, like, Eskin and Cilio, or even McDonald, and killing people on the air? I don't think John's that guy. John tells you the way it is. I love the dude. I totally love that guy, man. I, hey, every, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you this. At first, I was like, hey, he's all right. Then as the more I watch him and the more I listen to him, dude's plugged in, I, and I dig his delivery. You can catch him on all of our uh, Jacob Media channels. He's spectacular, too, in covering the Eagles there. So, yeah. Why is he being so negative? John is brutally... You know what, man? I, I cannot believe there's people in Philadelphia or anybody else around the country that can't... Of all the cities... You really want people kissing your ass about a team that sucks or a team that was 4-11-1? And for the record, I you know what? I'll, I'll say this to you. If you're doing sports talk in Pittsburgh, Boston, and I've done them all in these cities, don't ever do anything sports in Los Angeles. Just don't. It's the worst. It is. They don't care about sports in California. They really don't. Niner fan, how can you care about your football team when you show up with a glass of wine and cheese at a 49er game? What was that? Was that football or rugby? I mean, what, what, what was that? Oh, this is a tad bit too violent for me out here. <laughs> what? what was that? What are you drinking? Uh, it's a Chardonnay from Napa Valley. Napa? Is that like on the south side of Jersey, over near Patterson? No, N Napa Valley. You see the grapes, they grow on the east side of the mountain, and you get a better wine from the east side. My, you know, my wine, is, my, my wine is Mad Dog 2020 and Thunderbird. Well, what, 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 what uh, vineyard is that from here in uh, Napa? Uh, hey. In Philadelphia, it's $50. <laughs> See, this is a Roshua code that I'm wearing. And my Roshua code tells time in five different time zones. I don't even know if there is five different. I have no idea. Simultaneously tells time in Philadelphia and Stad. That's the kind of guy that shows up to, like, 49er game. That's the guy who shows up. <laughs> okay. I love I I did sports talk at KMBR in in uh, San Fran. Anytime that I would go like yeah, yeah I I'll tell you this too. My boy Krause is such a Philadelphia Bostonish type dude, Chicago too. That hey hey hey, let me finish. I'm not done talking. <laughs> well hell. <laughs> Just play the music, kid. <laughs> Yeah, very good. 
Smile, you got it. Smile got the, um, the movie reference. See what happens when I get a day off and I miss you guys. I come back. And like the uh, Miami Herald said today, Cilio unhinged. Oh, because he gets unhinged. <laughs> that's, that's what they call it, unhinged. No, no, unmeasured is what the word was. Get a little unmeasured. Tell you what, Philly lays an egg against the Falcons. I'll show you unhinged. <laughs> unmeasured. I told you they sucked in those lines. Baldy keeps telling me. I'm taking his word for it. Oh, by the way, this just in, too. Carson Wentz isn't vaccinated. So what? I could care less. It had nothing to do with me. But what about his team? Everybody on the team is vaccinated but him. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. It's not my – it's not my – that's nothing to do with me. Has nothing to do with me. Okay? Just Mike's going to – see, Just Mike – just Mike is a Philly hater guy, okay? You, you, you want to get under everybody's skin? Watch this. Eagles 25-22 over the uh, – Falcons 22-25 over the Eagles in the opener. How you doing? React. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Chardonnay and Brie and Cheese. Oh, yes, and a checkerboard, uh, <laughs> like, uh, tabletop cover. A tabletop cover? You think I look like a tabletop cover? How about this? You think, no, nah, I could eat some cheese. But that's usually on a triple Mac, right? Or on a Big Mac. Oh, you should have saw big sales. See, when you go on a road trip, you know this. Everything's off limits, right? <laughs> big Mac fries. Large Coke. Large <laughs> I was debating two Max. <laughs> okay. I was debating. Should I get two? No, man, that's way over the top. Way uh I'd have to do a rant on that. I ate two Big Macs and a large Coke. Try that one out. You want to know what a G is? Two Max and a Coke. I didn't eat the two. Actually, I couldn't eat the Mac either. That's a little too much, man. I feel a little sluggish after I eat a Mac. Oh, anyway, I don't know what the hell. Ralph says, we better beat the brakes off them Falcons. <laughs> oh, my God. Ralph, are you a kind of guy that throws shit at the TV set? Tell me you're one of them dudes, man. <laughs> what did I tell you? Hey, here, here's Roger here. Watch this, man. No, here's Ralph. Watch this. Roger, thank you, man. I do care about the damn first rounder. Watch this. Here, here, here's Ralph. What did I tell you? This guy here is not the right coach. He's on training wheels. Philadelphia with a training wheels coach since when? Why? Why? Why would the Eagles hire a training wheels coach? Ken's like, I'm chewing my towel. What are you, Tarkanian? <laughs> oh, no, Jesus. 
I, I posted that picture before too, me and Philly. Hey, I, I walk around. I was walking around the link during Army Navy. Hey, Cilio, be a little kinder on my Eagles, huh? Always talking. You know what on them? No, I'm not. I go, my boy, right there, Jerome. He goes, Oh yeah, I know. You go to that thing all the time. That's your go-to card. It's not my go-to. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's your go-to card. I played with Jerome. I know the guy. Whatever guy. Shit's a hundred years old. <laughs> and then I just shut up like this. It's your go-to every time. You throw this out, you get the hat, you do all that, you know. <laughs> Tony's like, hey. Watch this. Here's Tony to Nick. You know, Nick comes walking out of the tunnel at the at the link. Watch this. Hey, Nick. Over here. Tona, you're either a paisan or a brother, so we're both related then. Watch this. Look at that. Hey, Nick. Come here. Yeah. Yeah, you got me. You know what you're doing. Don't don't think I'm – it's not the guy behind me. Right here. Listen here. Okay, my tailgaters are out here. And you know what we're saying? I mean, really. We won by five points. Okay? I mean, why are we running the ball late in the game when we're up? I mean, what the hell? Why not at least get some more passing going here and try to at least score some more points? I mean, we're going to need that offense later. We won by five. Yeah, I know, but, you know, we got to do a little better here. Yeah, but we won. I, I, I get that. I get that. But you see, and by the way, what the hell was that going into halftime when the kicker ran out there and you ran out of time? It's called clock management. My kid gets up in the morning. He packs a sandwich, puts his thermos in his little lunchbox. That's time management. Okay? He does a better job getting his sandwich with his fire Cheetos and his Coke in his lunch pail. A better job than you do managing your timeouts going into halftime. What the hell, dude? We won by five. I know. I know. See, just Mike asked a very racist thing to me. I take offense to this. Mike, 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 very racist. He looked over at an Italian, and he says this to me. Hey, what's the point spread, Goomba? Oh, what do I look like? Bet MGM? <laughs> oh, right? <laughs> hey, Cilio, you got to have the numbers on this. I mean, I know you're probably getting a vig from one of your boys down in South Jersey. Come on now. Okay, I mean, come on, dog. Where are we going here? Well, oh, that's right. I forgot. Anthony, Antonin Scalia, right? You always that's another go-to for you, Silio. Besides Tony Soprano, Antonin Scalia, right? That's a go-to. <laughs> yeah, man. No. Just Mike just goes, Silio, what's the spread? I don't know. Cream cheese, olive oil. 
a little oregano if you'd like, too. It's a pretty good on an Italian hoagie. Jimmy the Greek. Now it's kind of like Greek food. Gives me gas. You know, not good. <laughs> hey, Nick, come here. Got another one for you. Oh, you know, the tailgaters at the link are just tremendous. Oh, my God. I got face down, ass up with them dudes. Hey, man, you see this dude here we got? That's got this guy, Wentz. He's from, like, North Dakota State, North Dakota State. Yeah, where the hell ever that is. I think it's somewhere north of Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm unmeasured now. Birdman just said I'm unhinged and unmeasured. Now you've done it. Now you've done it. Yeah, I had a you know, and you know, I I let five I let five comments go by that guy Barry Jackson. You know, you you know what a media writer is to me. Let me tell you what a media writer is to me. He's a fancy listener that doesn't know jack about anything that goes on. He he he's a souped up fan that a newspaper hires. They're usually dudes that I would say this have a giant stack of GI Joes and collect comic books and like have had two girlfriends in their life. And one of them was like their 14th like cousin or something. Yeah. You know, I'm not really good with girls. Oh, really? Oh, if you stop reading GI Joe, maybe <laughs> Eagles are only three and a half. <laughs> the Herald was right. <laughs> Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe they are. Hey, I know what it is. Maybe it's because I'm so juiced up today. Maybe that Big Mac's wearing me out. I don't know. Three. Wait a minute. So I, I, I think Atlanta sucks because I don't think they play very good defense. You're telling me, holy cow! Can you imagine if the Eagles win 27-26 over the Falcons? <laughs> That'll be a great game. To cover too. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, wait a minute. Starter Mitsu, who's the underdog? Lynn has no pass, which I agree, smile. You here, want me to give you a score for that game? I'll give you a precursor to that. I think the Eagles win that game 28-20. It's on the road, right? Got a, it's got a, that's a factor. 28, you win, a, hey, you win a game by eight points. That's bigger than the normal margin. That's, that, that's a good win. Remember, Matt Ryan could throw the ball around. Just, uh, and I agree, okay, that there's really no pass rush there. Eagles are the underdogs? No, they're not. Eagles are the underdogs in the Atlanta Falcons game. I got Krause going like this to me. Ah, the Eagles, man. Sleepers this year. Sleepers? Well, I mean, that far to climb after 4-11-1 from a year ago, is there? 27-24. See, I think the Eagles win that game, too. I, I, I'm not. Okay. Lou D, 
that could be right there too, man. 27. I, I think that game is, a, I think that game's more like Lou's, where Lou is. I think I think you're right. I think you're more in that conversation. By the way, what, what do you guys make of Tony Romo as a analyst? What do you make of him? He, he's saying that that kid Zach Wilson with the Jets is going to be a top three quarterback within like like two years. <laughs> Tony Romo. Do you know how many postseason wins Tony Romo has in his 14 year NFL career? Watch this. Two. <laughs> Two. Okay? Two. That's like taking vice, advice from the guy who was the captain of the Titanic. Hey, you know, how do you uh, get to New York City? Well, you, you, you take the North Atlantic route. You know, not a little south where it's the water's a little warmer. You get a faster stream when you're in that freezing iceberg water. And when you sleep, when you see that iceberg, it's south of Greenland. You can't miss it. It's enormous. Okay? It's really big. You can't miss it. You bang the boat off the side of that bitch, and it'll catapult you right into New York City. I'm tr- Take my word for it. Yeah, but why wouldn't I... Take the boat a little south so I get away from them icebergs. Nah, nah, nah. Take advice from the captain of the Titanic. I drive the biggest ship on the planet, dog. Who the hell do you think I am? You bang off that iceberg and it'll catapult you right in. <laughs> okay. Tony Romo, Captain Smith. <laughs> hey, hey. Why would I take any advice from him? Give me Troy Aikman any day. Guy was phenomenal in the postseason with the Cowboys. I'll listen to anybody that's had success. Hey, Romo's like, oh, they're gonna run a they're gonna run a triple option, slant, slide in. What what's the backside guard what he does here? Look at that. Look at look, 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 look. <laughs> I might be making Barry Jackson's point today for him. Cilio unhinged. <laughs> Maybe hey. Wait a minute. Don't guys, don't do that. Because Big Joe Krause, man, will come up. Hey, Big Joe Krause will come up with a new podcast on Hinge Sills. I, I could just see Junior Krause going, yeah. <laughs> hey, can I get me clicks? <laughs> I'll tell you what, get you clicks, dog. 45 to 3. If that happens, man, I'll show you some clicks. Romo played 10 games a year and never played good in postseason. Yeah. I tell you what, he's not much of a um, field goal holder either, is he? <laughs> Seattle's like this. What? <laughs> it was like a – hey, doesn't Tony Romo have the moment – wait a minute. Doesn't Romo have like a North Dallas 40 moment? You know, Nolte scores in the end zone. They're going to tie the game. Ball's all like like wet and stuff, and he he misses it. And Tony Romo's a dude from North Dallas, forty. They lose the game by a point. I done. <laughs> That's Tony Romo. This guy Zach Wilson, even though he couldn't beat Utah or really any 
significant team. Um, yeah, no, he couldn't be Coastal Carolina either. What's that? Coastal Carolina? I know they're good in baseball. Birdman. You know, me and you were really getting along. <laughs> Birdman. Must be must be wise. 24-21 Eagles. Dude, I'm with you, man. I got 28-20. Vegas has the Eagles as a dog. Lou D says Mac Jones would be the rookie of the year. He's got starting assignment in New England. You know what was funny about that, too? Oh, and by the way, just you guys, we're going to slide Krause off the just, – just go away. The kid played with some of the best talent in the country. That's not a negative in evaluating him. Don't you want a guy who has all that talent around him that knows how to use all that talent? There's a guy in Tampa that does that. I, I, I heard that analysis from people. Well, you had Najee Harris and an O-line and Sark and Devontae and, you know, Jalen Waddell. He had all them guys and, you know, well, you put anybody in there. That ain't true. That's not true. By the way, Jalen Hurts lost his job because he couldn't get the ball to all those guys there. Remember that. Remember that, folks. I think that's a great topic. Who brought that up? Lou did. Lou, let me ask you something about your boy Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was fired at Alabama because he couldn't get the ball to all those weapons. And Tua Tugaviola could. Nobody brings that up. Is it, it, it am, am, am I overstating it? I'll, I'll take it if you think I'm overstating it. Do you think I'm overstating that? Think about that, right? Russell. I like Smith the best. Okay? Ralph. <laughs> players uh players develop eons ago. ZTV, you guys are so smart over here. Man, I love all you guys. I can't believe how bad it's been for me to talk to people that have some intelligence. You don't know. Talking in San Diego and in L.A., my God almighty. San Francisco's not that bad. Okay, but my God almighty. They're awful football fans. Awful. I'm I'm not lying. It there's not it's not a passion for him. Really, like it's not even a passion like for baseball. I I'm, I got really a great passion for baseball too. Believe it or not, Lou. They didn't have the line in Philly has, and the coach. And their right hurts hadn't gotten better since college. Someone said. He sounds like Nick Saban most of his interviews.
Jones could go 20-0 and and be the Super Bowl MVP. Prognosticators will say it's all Belichick because they don't admit they were wrong. Starter, I disagree. Dre Dog, who do you like in the NFC West? I'll get to both of those. I love both those takes, Starter Minshew and Dre. I got to write things down because I forget them, as you could tell. <laughs> Dre, I, 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 if San Francisco keeps Jimmy Garoppolo upright, they'll win the division. And now, now, now it's now Dre thinks I'm probably hedging my bet if he's not. It's not what the question is, is it? Wow. And you know what? It's a good gamble. I'm gonna go. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go San Francisco. I think they got a Super Bowl roster. They can run the ball. Oh man, Lou, he is, isn't he? But 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 and and DK Metcalf. But they got to run the ball better. They're not. They're not as good as they once were. Stopping the run and running the rock. Okay. Starter Minshew. What was that question? I missed it. I don't want to go back. If Kyler turns the corner, Arizona could be good. He's continuing to get better, isn't he? You know, every year he's been in the league, he's gotten better. He really has. He's gotten better. I, 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 by the way, I like Arizona. I just don't know. I, I just don't know if Cliff Kingsbury's the guy, you know? I mean, he kind of seems it. Muhammad, it's a, it's a, it's a quarterback. You know what? Okay. So you're, you're assuming then that Stafford goes into Los Angeles and does the things that Brady did when Matthew Stafford didn't have even the opponent. He didn't even have the, essential uh, personnel around him when he was in Detroit. Who's the running back in? I know they just made a trade, right? They just made a trade for, um, they made a trade from uh, New England. Sony Michelle, right? Running back. Okay. He kind of, he kind of is going to do the things that they need. Intermediate passing games uh, stuff. But is he a really a guy that's going to get the ball 25 times to really put out play action pass? I don't know. Even our boy Ertz beat the beat the 49ers. Yeah, because who was that their quarterback, man? That team was a mash unit last year. Dre, Rams are here they have. Look, Jalen Ramsey, spectacular one-on-one cover guy. Obviously, Aaron Donald. Their offensive line, if healthy, they're thin there. Could be pretty good. I think their front seven's not bad, but I, I, I just – they're such a top-heavy franchise, aren't they? Lou D, do you think McVeigh and Stafford is a lethal combination? We're going to find out. That That is – let me throw this at you here. You think Tom Brady and Bill Belichick – would have had the same success 
here, let me let me rephrase it. Do you think Brady and Bruce Arians would have had the same success that Brady and Belichick had in New England? Doesn't Tom look like he's having more fun in Tampa? By the way, came out today 100% vaccinated, the Buccaneers. That means even the quarterback. Muhammad says no. Birdman says no. Because Bill Belichick was in the toughest division in football, the AFC East. I mean, there were just a mountain of teams to overcome in the East. I mean, really. And he's got such a stellar record without having Tom Brady as a head coach. Really? Hmm. Starter Mitchu says no, too. So you think a guy who does everything on a Zoom call, hey, coach, thanks for signing me. Can you see me? I'm over here. Oh, yeah. Well, we can't practice. I know. So he goes out and wins the Super Bowl. Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> Who gets hurt first, Deshaun Jackson or Carson Wentz? Smile. Those two dudes, right? Uh, hey, you talk about paper mache? I got a lampshade that rips as much as these two dudes rip. Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Alshon Jeffries. I mean, seriously, man, you talk about two guys when they, hey, when they walked into Howie Roseman's office, can I give you guys a theatrical, here, here, here's a theatrical um, demonstration of how these guys got their paychecks. This is Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffries when they were going in. Hold on. Hey, 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 can I have my paycheck? <laughs> hey, can I have my, my, I don't, I don't need the gun. <laughs> okay. To rob the bank. Hey, um, this is Deshaun and this is Alshad Jeffries. Uh, can I have my paychecks, please? <laughs> hey, hey, here's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Here's Alshon. Here's Alshon getting. I hate that guy too, by the way. Just so you know, I hate that guy. Here's Alshon. Oh, thank you for my for my paycheck. Hey, false is better. I'm the guy. I'm the guy who puts the hope chain, and I'm the guy who puts. You know, when my tooth fell out, I'm the guy that put my tooth next to the Nick Foles statue. Okay? Hey, I was hoping that you guys would figure it out. I don't want anybody else to hear. You know? I'm a Foles guy. Carson sucks. I showed you guys this. I, I, I love the fact... I have no idea. My daughter found this. An old Detroit Lions um, paycheck of mine. Isn't that crazy? 
Hey, Nikki Foles, man. He's the guy. Jay, thank you, dog. I love spades. Oh, man. That's a fun ass. Man, we used to play that all the time. That and Tonk. I don't know if you guys know Tonk. Dude, Ken, wrong. Gummy bears loaded with GHC or THC. Yeah. The stuff to get you high, whatever that is. As <laughs> Krause. <laughs> Gummy bears. <laughs> yes, gummy bears and scotch. Try it. Unreal. Or vodka. Get about three gummy bears. Do this. Just telling you. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Hang on. Muhammad? <laughs> Maryland rules low. Oh, my God. Too many Big Macs, I think. Jesus Christ. Oh. oh, hey. So the um, the TV GM came out today and said something about John Gruden. You ready? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ready? Mike Mayock comes out going, got to win. Got to win. Mike, what's your qualifications? You used to break down guys on the NFL network? Shit, we could do that. <laughs> hey, Birdman's doing this. How the hell did Mayock get that gig? Huh? How did Mayock get that gig? And I'm sitting here listening to Fathead Cilio, who's talking about Big Macs and eating um, THC uh, gummy bears. What's up with that? Yeah, I know. He came out and said, we got to win. Really? What? Hey, hey, Mike, click your heels. Dude, you guys have been there how many years now? You're 19 to 29 as a combination. Get your crap together. Win some ball games. The Raiders suck, man. Do you know when they took over that franchise, there were seven pro bowlers on it. Now there's one. Oh, yeah, you know what I would do? You know the kind of people I would get in there? Watch this. Here would be here would be the kind of people that I look at. Ready? I call Coach Johnson up, Jimmy Johnson. Coach, he goes, don't hire dumbass people. Don't hire stupid dudes. Okay? Bad decision people. Hire football guys that love the game. Start there. Can't go wrong. When a guy loves the game, you can't go wrong with it, okay? Can't go wrong with people that love something, that will do anything to win a ball game. Man, I love guys that just go and just want to win so bad. Don't care about stats. Don't care about any. Just win the game. You know, it's funny. I, I tweeted this out. I tweeted this out about, you know, how me and Jerome and all of our Miami teams from back in the 80s and 90s used to do this. Man, I couldn't wait to play a game like this. <laughs> I, I, the amount of crap that I talked. Hey, you, I, I posted it. I told Brian Bosworth, I go like this. 
That dude's the most – this is before the game. I said that guy's the most overrated player in the history of college football on the most overrated Sooner team in the history of college football. And it's going to take a team and a people like us to shut his mouth. And we did. You know what the headlines were in the Herald and in the Sun Sentinel? Cilio backs his big mouth up. I posted the headlines. Look on my Twitter page, at Dan Cilio Show. They were headlines. Silly. Miami defensive tackle had Sooners wondering who he was by the end of the game. I was talking so much trash in that game. I was telling them, you'll never beat me. You'll never beat. You'll have to drag my body off this field. You will never beat me. I will pick a. I'm the guy you have to shoot. Because a chair, a shovel, nothing's going to stop me until I win. It may not be today, but I will win. It may be 20 years from now, I'll win. Those are the guys I want on my team. I want a whole roster of them dudes. I want, why, why do you think guys like Chris Hogan in New England or some of those other no name dudes? That's where, Bel- you know, Belichick used to go down. And he used to go down and talk to Jimmy all the time on the kind of player he was going after. <laughs> Russell, in Vegas, they need good fellas to coach him. Hey, how you doing? Again. How good was Bo Jackson? Matt Hatter saying. I've never. How about this? Matt Hatter. I have never in my lifetime. I have never in my lifetime ever seen an athlete more gifted than him. That includes Dion. I've never seen anything like it. Four one four flat forty two hundred fifty pounds. Guys, insane. Now we beat him. <laughs> Dan, I can now. Now I can. Brian, Brian had a good one. We hey, you want to know something though? We are tied at one thing. Besides the fact I kicked the crap out of his football teams for two years. Um, we went in the same supplemental draft. Chris Carter also went in that draft. 1987 supplemental draft. Now, you got to understand how the supplemental works. If you pick somebody in a particular round, it counts against you the next year. So, Brian Bosworth was taken by Seattle, and it was a number one pick. So, the Seahawks lost their number one pick the next year. Uh, the Buccaneers took me number 56, which was a second-round pick today, third-round pick then, so they lost a third back then. And I think Chris went to the Eagles. Wait, what, what round did he go to the Eagles? Was it four out of Ohio State? I think it was four, right? When he when, – was it four? It was something like that. All right, got to take a brief timeout, okay? Let's take a timeout here, National Football Show. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? 
Call the Fritz and Bianculli Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Yes, indeed. Big sales. Too much shade. Oh, man, that would be dope. I would be a Comanchero. Look at this. Huh? Kind of like it. I don't really like the San Diego thing, but... No? Be a Comanchero. Hey, man. No, not good. (laughs) Too much shade, man. No way. No way. Get called a cheese ball by a guy who says my canes are going to get dropped 45 to 3. Hey, you're done. Bang. You're done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll see. Hey, by the way, my. Hey, what? Remember? Remember? What was today's lessons, kitties? A Philly snowball. This is when Dallas comes down. Battery. Not that you don't know. <laughs> hey, Mike. What? What is that about Philly? Booyah! Right in the head.
We should have never let – hey, Matt Hatter, let me tell you the story on Chris. We humbled – we fumbled that. No, 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 no. You saved a life. Jerome told me what happened. Do you want to hear it? Why Chris Carter was knocked off the Eagles? Do you guys want to hear the story? Let me know. It's something I wonder how you'll feel about Chris Carter after the fact. So, Chris had a drug problem. Well documented. GW had a drug problem. And everybody on the team knew it. And it was getting out of hand. And you got to remember, during that time, it wasn't just him, LT, everybody in the league, you know? It was really, it was a cowboy league. Everybody's doing steroids and coke and whatever. (laughs) a hit piece that guy Barry Jackson can eat it okay he can and you know what he can eat so he finally got all the way to buddy Ryan get this the team went to Ryan buddy this guy's gonna kill himself buddy Ryan calls he calls in Chris Carter and goes like this. Chris, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release you. This is going to be the best thing for your life. You need to go to drug rehab. I've already talked to Dennis Green, and everyone knows, okay, what's going on here, but you, you, you need help. Buddy Ryan did this, and they cut him. They took the game from him. Chris Carter was devastated. Couldn't believe it. It was like one of their best playmakers, right? And he was cut because of his drugs. Dennis Green takes him and takes him all the way to the Hall of Fame. Okay? Chris dropped the ball in Philly, not the Eagles. The Eagles saved his life. At the end of the day, Chris Carter thanks the Eagles for everything they did for him, including cutting him, because it was a lesson. I don't know how you look at that. I know you would much rather have had him put up yardage and go in as an Eagle Hall of Famer, but he he went in as an Eagle Hall of Famer because he knows where he knows what happened and the storyline. You know, Chris is all he does is catch TDs. That's a guy you, I, I root for people like that. I totally do. I root for everybody like that. You know, turn your life around, you become a success. That's a great thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mike Mayock, time to win. I do like the Philly snowball, though. Hall of Famer. Best uh, dude. I'll tell you who has. Hey, Matt Hatter, you know who has hands like Chris Carter? 
That dude in Tampa, um, Gronkowski, he catches the football a lot like Chris Carter did. Yeah, and and, and Jay, now it's like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Here's my my take on Odell Beckham. Man, what a great catch on Monday night. Wow, fantastic. You know those blunts he was smoking on the boat? All right, I'll do it. Allegedly. Hey, hey, here you go. Yeah, man. That one-handed catch, let me just tell you. I really know how to do the one-handed catch. And that was a great night. Well, have you gone to any playoffs? Uh, You know, OBJ, number 13, in your heart and mind, but, but Odell, have you won? Man, what, man, it's about targets and catches. This ain't about winning. Where the hell are you from, dog? Oh, you must be one of them old dudes. Get off my lawn, guys. No, I'm, I'm one of those guys from the let's win games, guys. I, I, I'm a winner, really. How come the Browns did so much better with you last year? Without you, I was a fluke. I know. Hey, here's here's, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. He's got two claims of fame. You ready for him? The one-hand catch and being at the LSU National Championship game. Hey. You get a Hunsky. You, you're my boy. (laughs) You get two Hunskies. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Doing us on the sideline. Of course, that was a good look for LSU. He's now, by the way, officially banned from campus. Do you know that? Not lying to you. Gronk's the best tight end I've ever seen, Lou. Best tight end. He can block, can catch. He was a terror, especially against the Tampa 2 linebackers. The the only guy I've ever seen that really gave Gronk troubles was Ryan Shazier of the Steelers. It was the only true guy that I ever saw give Gronkowski issues. You know, he could play him against the run. He was really good um, in covering the seam. Ryan Shazier, I've said this before to you. Um, I think Ryan Shazier was a ma- – with all the guys that the Steelers lost over the years, like the Le'Veon Bells and Antonio Browns, losing Ryan Shazier was an absolute crippling move for that defense because he was a inside that defense, Tampa two. Remember Mike Tomlin comes from the old Tampa two, Tony Dungy coaching staff in Tampa Bay. So he had Tampa two type linebackers in there like Derek Brooks. And when they lost that dude, they lost a major part of that defense and it's taken them years now and still, they really haven't recovered on finding a linebacker that can handle that seam. They're good on the perimeter at pass rushing and good up the middle, and they cover some of that deficiency. But guys like Kelsey and really good tight ends, they still kill the Steelers, man. <laughs> Is that Jeffrey Epstein? Dude, one thing about Jeffrey Epstein, I never got to Clinton in the dress painting. I'm still, it's still, hey, here's me looking at that painting. Okay. Here's me looking at at the Clinton in the dress painting. 
Huh. Now, what am I to make of that? <laughs> and by the way, I heard it was hanging like in his doorway. He's Clinton in a dress and high heels. Hey, can you imagine Big Seals in a dress and high heels? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, my God almighty, man. Dude, Muhammad, man, I can't. Oh, my God, you're right. One week till tonight, isn't it? Oh, by the way, Ohio State, Minnesota. Um, Or no, as the people on the East Coast would say, you ready? Ohio State versus Minnesota. Yeah, I'm taking Minnesota. <laughs> Let's have Minnesota. I'm with you. I'm with you. Muhammad, I'm I'm with you, man. Vic Sills in a holy cow, man. Whew, you talk about stress on <laughs> you, you talk about stress on heels. Whoa. <laughs> you talk it'd be like this. And now for the best supporting actress. Those heels that Cilio's wearing right now. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't mean to get a little too weird on you. By the way, I'm sure it's a Big Max. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, no, I got Minnesota tonight. I hate Ohio State. Okay, I, I do. Oh, we got a lot of fun tomorrow, man. Some college football stuff going into the weekend. Last weekend, before we tee it up and get some football going with some NFL stuff, hey, let's do let's do all of our divisions tomorrow. What do you say? Let's pick the. We'll start with the NFC East, obviously. Then we'll go through the divisions, and we'll take a look at all that, and we'll do that tomorrow. Um, I, I love the fact. I love the fact that you know we're here now, and we get an opportunity to tee it up, college football first. I'll talk Miami Bama tomorrow. 45 to oh no, he put a 59 spot on me. All right. Want to thank Big Joe. Want to thank Krause. Love the guy, man. Cal, I don't know. He's MIA somewhere. We I think we have a milk carton, like with Cal's picture on it. We're looking. If anybody has seen Cal, make sure you forward it to Krause so we can find Cal. Cal's, you know, Krause was like this today. I don't know where the kid is. I don't know. So we're going to put his face on a milk carton and hopefully we can find him till tomorrow, four to six. Appreciate you coming aboard. Thanks for coming back here. We'll see you tomorrow. You keep it here on the national football show. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.